The flight of the weird nerd from academia forwarded this email. Subscribe here for more. Is academia becoming a less hospitable place for the weird nerd? Most men will not swim before they are able to. Is that not witty? Naturally they won't swim. They are born for the solid earth, not for the water. And naturally they won't think. They are made for life, not for though. T. Yes, and he who thinks, what's more, he who makes thought his business, he may go far in it, but he has bartered the solid earth for the water all the same, and one day he will drown. Herman Hester Steppenwolf The above quote from Der Steppenwolf is the best one I could find, describing the difficulty faced by the intellectual, or shall we say, in more modern times, t. He, weird, nerd. The weird nerd is distinguished by its unyielding devotion to truth often placing it above social graces or conventional norms, that's why it's drowning. This species, while occasionally difficult to interact with, plays a crucial role in society, acting as an innovator and village truth-teller. In the last decades, the weird nerd has found a sanctuary within the confines of academia, a natural habitat where its traits are not only tolerated but often nurtured. In this symbiotic relationship, the wider world benefits from the intellectual pursuits and discoveries of the weird nerd without the need to engage directly with its challenging demeanor. It's a situation that seems to maintain a harmonious balance. The weird nerd is protected from drowning, while s. Society at large reaps the rewards of its unique contributions. Has there been a disturbance in this equilibrium recently? This is what Nate Silver argues in a recent tweet. He ascribes a lot of it to economic forces. In essence, the weird nerd has been poached away from academia by simple market forces. Completely anecdotally, I tend to agree with Nate. What I will, I'll add, is that in the weird nerd's place, I have noticed the proliferation of a different type of species in academia. What I call the failed corporatist. This is someone who stumbles upon academia, not out of a love for the truth as much as due to an inability to thrive in corporate settings, for various other unrelated reasons. But the failed corporatist has a very conventional corporate Lee K mindset anyway. It usually loves process, admin and adding more admin, and adding more process and metrics and social conformity. This skill set enables them to ascend the ranks of academic administration, often gaining significant influence and control over the weird nerd. Confronted with this altered habitat, the nerd often finds itself in a state of distress and confusion. Its intrinsic motivation clashes with the newly imposed corporate-like order, and the demand for conformity, leading to frantic efforts to assert its natural tendencies. Unfortunately, these efforts are often met with resistance or outright rejection, not only from the failed corporatist but also from the broader world that the academic reserve is a part of. All in all, I think this disturbance means the remaining nerds are further driven away. Now, this is all anecdotal, but might be on to something. Biology professor Jason Scheltzer has an interesting thread today that points in this direction. Through an ad hoc analysis, Jason discovered that while 66% of the top national winners at the Intel Westinghouse Science Fair from 1990 to 2002 pursued careers in academia, this number dropped to less than a third for winners from 2003 to 2014. Now, for this to support my and Nate's observations, you have to assume the Science Fair winners are good representations of the weird nerd. I personally think that's a valid assumption. If you scroll down in his thread, you will see indeed some illustrious names of current academics among these winners. I'll add to this list recent Nobel. Laureate Catalan Carrico, who describes in her book having scored third in her country in the biology Olympiad. This is the closest thing Eastern European countries have to a science fair. Now, if these nerds are starting companies, then maybe this is fine. 
they could do their research in those more entrepreneurial environments. It's not perfect. In another post, I explained T. Hat, I do not think commercial research, even in small startup settings, can replace fundamental academic research. But it's better than Nate's hypothesis about them going into quant finance. But this entrepreneurial nerd hypothesis does not seem to be true. In fact, Jason's analysis shows that Nate's hypothesis is more realistic. Now there is nothing wrong with working for Google or quant finance. But if I think startup research is not going to replace academic research, that's even less the case for big company research, especially quant finance. There's a real risk here that even startups will run out of stuff to build on if high-quality fundamental research will cease to be done in academia. Are we witnessing a radical restructuring of academia? And W. Ill the failed corporatist forever displace the weird nerd? And if this is the case, isn't this what metascience should be focused on first and foremost, given the importance of human capital? Rixandra's Substack is free today. But if you enjoyed this post, you can tell Rixandra's Substack that their writing is valuable by pledging a future subscription. You won't be charged unless they enable payments, pledge your support.